Thank you to Manscaped for helping our podcast grow and sponsoring us. Go to Manscaped and get 20% off in free shipping worldwide with the code SFU at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SFU. Now on with the show. Welcome to Co-op Mode, round 101. This is your official video game podcast, brought to you by Secret Friends Unite. I am Todd Oxtra, one of your hosts, joined by Mark the Canardian Caravan. Hello. How are you tonight? <laughs> you know, I'm doing good. I started my new role today, and of course, they did not know I was actually starting today, so I had nothing to do. It was oh, no. the best first day ever. So, it, I won. <laughs> great that's yes that's excellent yes so i'm very excited about my new role starting there and it Congrats. just feels nice to going into the holiday with a new start to the year so very good mark how are you pretty good i I'm feeling a little uh coldy so if uh you know if i sound a little stuffed up it's because i am i i had i finished i was like chugging green tea and honey right before we started recording so uh, hopefully my voice and throat and everything will last the entire show. So uh, here we go. Very, very good. And we are joined. If you are watching on YouTube, you actually already see our guest, a returning champion to the co-op couch. And that is Carly, a.k.a. Scarlet Stream. Carly, thank you for joining us again. I'm happy to be back. It's been a long time, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about this. It's been about a year since you've been on any of the SFU mm-hmm. podcasts. You've been on all except for Code 47. Uh, so, yeah, we always love having people come back and kind of like what's going on with their world. So what's new in the world of Carly? Oh, dear. Uh, well, I'm getting a root canal tomorrow. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but in other news, um, no, just doing good continuing to work on all the business stuff. I hit my 1,000th display order for my officially licensed coin displays. Wow. So Ooh. that's a big moment for me. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. And like I started this November 21st of 2022. So in just a shy of two years, I hit 1,000 orders. So I'm like, ah. Amazing. Um, amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, you know, we're all good. Husband's fine. Kids are kids <laughs> <laughs> they, they are indeed we all know that one <laughs> yep. yeah uh, and it's and it's funny since the last time we talked to you i think because you were in the middle of the streaming world mm, stadia yeah. no longer exists obviously had yep. its time in the sun you enjoyed that platform still drinking so have, stadia juice though so have you shifted to a new streaming platform um is there been any or are you more dedicated on on uh, on systems that are local uh, so I, I haven't uh, tried my hand at uh, GFN yet or Luna. I'm considering Luna if the controller drops down to 30 bucks again during Black Friday. So we'll see if that happens because they tend to run a um, one month free trying Luna Plus. Uh, during that same time, they drop the controller price. So if that happens, I'm probably going to get it. Um, but I mean, I've always... I've, I've never necessarily cared like where I played my games as long as I could play my games. So, I mean, I got the PS5, we've got the Series X, we've got the Switch, we've got, I mean, my good old Game Boy Advance if I need it. So, 
Hopefully with the afterburner installed so you can actually see it. Unless you have a Game Boy SP, because I did not. <laughs> no, just good old Game Boy Advance, the kind of rectangular purple one. Oh, that's the one I had with Tony Hawk Pro Skater <laughs> in my pre-order because I had to buy it with that game in it. <laughs> and Fire Pro Wrestling, which I never played. Like, right? <laughs> eh. GameStop. Tony Hawk for Game Boy Advance, like that, it held its own. That ripped it for was, uh, just a, just for a D pad. Hey, I <laughs> no. mean Tony, the Tony Hawk Skater games though, those weren't bad. We no. had that on Yield PS2, and it was like my brother loved it. So, kudos. <laughs> the soundtrack was less than impressive, though. That's the only I think I would say. Fair. Not exactly rocking tunes <laughs> in that whatever no. you know, sixteen bit soundtrack, you know. I think you can make out some sounds, but oh well. Yes. Well, well, you know what? We're going to be talking about a lot of cool things in this episode. And one of those things is we're going to be focused on collector's editions this whole episode. So get your collector editions ready. Um, this is actually the collector's edition episode of the podcast. It comes with a special code that gets you nothing. Um, it doesn't include <laughs> the game. Uh, it does include a steel case, but we're only making one. So there you go. <sighs> Nerds. Well, I, I will be doing one special edition um, sketch. Uh, if anyone would like it, let me know. It'll be oh, on I need to see this. <laughs> it'll be the three of us. You know, it'll, it'll be beautiful. Just wait for it. I'll be putting that out there later. Yeah, well, and, and it'll be an NFT as well. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to start with buy, rent, return our favorite mm -hmm. segment, uh, with collector's edition. So I've picked three uh, with no one giving me any guidance whatsoever, So, which is good because I'm hoping there's some hard choices to be made or just no one cares and they're just going to pick willy-nilly. I don't care. I just like the chaos. So we're going to start here with uh, three editions. Fallout 4 Pip-Boy edition. This one came with a capsule case, came with the Pip-Boy, a collector's metal case, uh, a stand, um, and lots of little packings as well. But that Pit Boy was cool because you could put your phone in it if it fit oh, and right. wear it like yeah. a Pit Boy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think it actually injured anybody when you collapsed it on, like pinched you really bad I, or anything. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cool. And I think it had some foam just so it would fit around any any wrist versus, you know, mm -hmm. like a big person's wrist or a small one where a small person it would just slide down. It looked really mm -hmm. like, like a, you know, a bangle. Um, that is the first one. Uh, then we had the Call of Duty Black Ops 3 Juggernaug Edition, which came with a fridge, a mini fridge. Like okay. an Xbox mini fridge or like a Call of, like Call of Duty mini, mini fridge? fridge. That yeah. was uh, that's that's uh, titled with the Juggernaug, like their edition looks like an old um, soda machine, uh, oh. like from the from the thirties or forties, <laughs> but it holds like three cans, I think, maybe two if you're lucky, <laughs> yeah. uh, very tiny. Um, and I owned that Xbox fridge, and I actually sold it because it was loud and didn't work very well. <laughs> um, and then the Grid Two BAC Mono Edition. This version of the game cost almost $200,000, but it came with a street legal race car and a suit to, well, well, suit to wear while driving it. It also had a game and a PS3 to boot. We've got a guy serious? with the car. Oh, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> okay, wait a second. Step, like, okay, wait. 
<laughs> Can you afford it edition? <laughs> okay, that's my question though. Is this a, is this a, I have to drop the money or I can just choose to be granted any one of these collector's editions? Because the choice is going to be very clear if I have to spend $200,000 of my, my own money or theoretically- Would you, know, you get a second like, mortgage? Would you get I a second say, mortgage? No. <laughs> Let's just say if these if these were behind door one, two, and three, and you just happened to to get them all for free, right? Okay. <laughs> let's let's take money out of the yes. equation. The car the car might be the car might be a rental, or you just return. You're, like, you're the guy that you know rents the car. Mark, you work at a you work at a car dealership subscription service. I'm sure you've heard stories of people. Oh, I just want to return it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh well. We'll, yeah. we'll give this one a try. Just you know, just use your imagination. We'll go where it is. But All it's right. really based on the game. So just let you know, the game. Would you want the game? Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, Carly. We'll start with you. So, sure. what would you buy? What would you rent? What would you return? Um, I would be returning the grid one. I'm just not a racer game person. I liked uh like GTA for specking out the cars, not for doing the racing. Um, really? Yeah. So like, you know, we had like GTA four and five on the PS2 and all of that. And so it was all about making the car the best it could be, not even about running the track. Um, or no, not GTA. Sorry. Uh, Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. That, I was wondering, like, GTA. I don't remember there yeah, being not, a lot of like customization. Yeah, no, no, GTA. No. Gran yeah. Turismo. Um, I would be renting, um, the call of duty, because Call of Duty has always kind of interested me, but not necessarily something that I care to play a whole lot. Um, also, I don't want a fridge that holds only two or three cans. That seems kind of pointless. Um, and then I'd definitely be keeping the Fallout one. And I was actually this close to buying it when it was you know, announced and stuff. I actually used the um, companion app a lot in the game because you could... You know, you could quickly change out as opposed to opening up the menu in the game. It almost Mm. became more real life where you actually had to do it on your phone. And so I was using the app quite a bit as opposed to using it in the game. And so if I had had the Pip-Boy, I guarantee you I would have had that sucker on the whole time. And I would have been flipping through while people are shooting me. And it would have been glorious. Nice. Nice. Got to run That's out awesome. of battery life, right? Oh my goodness! Yeah. This is like, yeah. oh my goodness, <laughs> maybe, my game was ruined. Maybe modify it so that the phone can be plugged in the whole That's time. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> charging cable accessory. There Excellent. Excellent. All right, Mark. So Carly was more practical about this one. So Mark, yes, are you going to be practical? I don't think so, man. I want a free car. That's badass. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I don't like. I'm I'm kind of with Carly here. Like I I don't really like simulation racing games like uh you know the forza series is probably as close as i'll get to playing a simulation and that's still a pretty arcadey kind of game um but someone offers me a free two hundred thousand dollar car i'm like "Mm, i gotta you know i gotta go fast um if you're not first you're last uh ricky bobby (laughs) um so I, i gotta take that one um I mean, unless you could like rent- sell the car, there's always nope. that too. Nope, you can't sell the car. It's your for life. Do. Nope, it's you're <laughs> obligated to own it. <laughs> and you Maybe know, you a race a car return. is <laughs> yeah. The race car is really, really good in uh, in cold Canadian winters. 
So that's going to be And it gets probably like two miles to the gallon. It probably does. Like you go zero to 60 and you're like stopped. And it has no oil rig. And this car has no like roof and it's one seater. Yeah. Oh, it's a race car. It's not like, like if anyone. It's like an F1 type of car. Yeah, we have to put, I'll, I'll put up. Uh, an image of this in the in the video version but if you're listening like yeah this is just a straight up like race car it does say it's street legal but it is it is not a street car like this is this is a a racing car with one cockpit seat like this is ridiculous so the fact of owning it's that, a I think highly impractical car part. okay we yeah. got it. it it's a highly yeah. impractical like a car. gopro on it too uh, you can probably put, while you're driving. Uh, it looks like it's yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I need it. Uh, okay, so then I, <laughs> it's like the monkey paw uh, of cars. It's awesome, <laughs> but I can't afford to drive it, <laughs> and I can't sell it. That's, that's so it's funny. taking up my garage, and I can't let it get bad. Oh my god, that's fine. That's fine. It's all good. Are you gonna uh, get rid of that car? <laughs> never. No, honey. No, never. honey. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to rent the Pip Boy Collector's Edition because I just think that's fun. And why wouldn't I want a Pip Boy on this wrist and my Apple Watch on this wrist? Uh, because I want to be that extra. And then I would return the Call of Duty Juggernaut Edition because I don't need another fridge. Especially not one that holds <laughs> two cans of Diet Pepsi. <laughs> and I'm already going to be showing off the greatest Call of Duty Collector's Edition later. So you have to stay oh, tuned for that. Okay, very, very good. They're, very, they're very my good. choices. Todd, okay. let's hear yours. Well, you know, just similar to you, Mark, Minnesota weather is perfect for high-performance vehicles without any roof. This car probably has no air conditioning, no uh, heating. Built-in air conditioning. There's no roof on it. <laughs> it just vents <laughs> the no windshield. Heat. It just vents the heat from a 900-horsepower engine at you, um, and you get to eat all the bugs that fly into your face. So I am not keeping this. No. Um, <laughs> and Mark, you know my renowned, renowned love for simulation racers. Not so much. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. So I'm returning that, of, of course. And it's it's like the monkey's paw. Like, it's, like, it's like when you buy a trampoline, you don't really want a trampoline. You want to get rid of the trampoline because it just means that you're going to have broken children and, and it's going to fly away and hit Mark's house. <laughs> Which is a true story. True story. Uh, yeah, I was about yeah. to say, that sounds oddly specific. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was yes. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we talked about that. I'm sure there's a follow-up, and I'd love to hear more. Um, uh, I'm going to keep the, the Juggernog, though, because you know what? Um, I often want two cans of cold beverage, and they're often not <laughs> uh, three feet from my arm. So why not? And I'm hoping it's really loud like the Xbox one, so it can drive me insane, so I unplug it, so my beverages are never cold. Um, yeah. Oh, and it comes with coasters too. So why not? Um, oh, that's yeah. pretty nice. Coasters. Yeah. I mean, oh man, I didn't notice that. That changes everything. Exactly. <laughs> mm. I'm sure, they're made out of the highest quality cardboard. Mm. Yeah, nothing holds up <laughs> uh, to wet liquid than cardboard. The follow-up for Pip Boy Edition. I'm gonna I'm gonna rent because 
I'm not the biggest Fallout fan. I think it would be fun to play with it for a little bit, but I'm sure I would be the guy that would get a rash from it or I'd pinch myself so bad and get a blood blister. So it's just a health safety issue. So there you go. I was a little bit more practical than Carly was, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I went warm beverages with arm reach is my my goal, I guess, with, with owning a fridge. So there you go. Oh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. There you go. So, folks, let us know your thoughts on what you would buy, rent, return. I'm sure you'll make all reasonable decisions. If you want to keep your downstairs bits in collector edition quality, you have to check out manscaped.com. Right now, support for Secret Friends Unite is brought to you. Thank you. I'm I'm borderline halfway proud of that one. Uh, support for Secret Friends Unite is brought to you by Manscaped, uh, who is the best in below men's below the waist grooming but it's not just for men todd you shared a, an article this week that it's it's been tested the ladies have tested it out and said that it's uh, it's better than some competing women's focused and products perfectly so, safe and does the job yeah exactly so it's it's manscaped in name only but it's it's for for men women and anything in between uh so these products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, for our listeners, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SFU at manscaped.com. And for Canadians like me, manscaped.ca, the code still works there. I checked it out myself and a couple of friends checked it out as well uh if my math is correct that's about 12 million balls and counting all happy customers i have been super impressed with uh, with manscaped and with the holidays just around the corner i'm like thinking about buying some of the stuff and and sending it in to you know friends and family for the holidays uh i i talked about already how much i like the the weed whacker uh especially the the nose hair ear trimmer kind of thing i use that one um just just in terms of practicality probably a little bit more than the the weed whacker in terms of regular use and uh you know i i know some people that have been looking for that so it's it's a great time to think about this not just for yourself but for uh for family and friends and that kind of stuff and who doesn't want to save 20 percent off of a holiday gift Exactly. You know, Santa balls is out there ready to get the gift to your loved ones. You want to buy one for somebody or, or tell them that you would like one for Christmas. Perfect way to do that. Tell them to go to secret friend, go to manscaped.com and use code SFU. I just trimmed my, 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 my noggin with my law, uh, the weed, wha- uh, the weed whacker it worked really well. Um, oh, sorry, the lawnmower, not the weed whacker. It worked really well. That light is the best part of the accessory because I can see mm. all the little parts that I might've missed. It's great. Works really well. And then when you're ready to go, you can refresh yourself and, uh, the, the, the crop refresher works on your head too. So, you know, yeah. eliminates uh, some, it feels nice and feels refreshed. So I'm looking good and my head is shiny as ever. Excellent. Good to know. In case you ever decide <laughs> to copy the look, Mark. Absolutely. I, I may leave that look to Todd, but we'll see. I might get bored someday and shave my head. I've done it before. 
it could happen again. Uh, not maybe quite down to that level, but uh, anyway, thank you to manscaped.com for sponsoring Secret Friends Unite. That's 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Use the code SFU at manscaped.com. Thanks. You know, Mark, you like that uh, pause I gave until you get into the ad read? You're welcome. Yes, that was. Really, <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to introduce it. I knew I was reading it. I wasn't sure if that I was just going to segue in. We will get this eventually, I promise. But uh, our first, you know, first sponsor, first time doing ad reads in a show, so we've got to learn the flow. So uh, again, thank you to Manscape and thank you to uh, anyone listening that's thinking about ordering. It really helps us out as well. So win, win, win for everyone. Absolutely. Well, there we go. So when you're done uh, trimming yourself up with the Manscaped items of your choice, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. So with that, Carly, so what have you been playing? Uh, I think that one's pretty easy. Um, God of Ragnarok. We're both going to show out. Yeah. Damn it. Seriously, one of the coolest things. Like, I'm going to geek out over this a little bit real Sounds quick. Hefty. because. It's yeah. So this top part's pretty pretty solid. It's not like too heavy that you would be uncomfortable carrying this around for a while. So Carly is, and for those who are listening to the podcast, Carly is holding Mjolnir from God of War Collector's Edition, specifically God of War Ragnarok's version of Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. Um, Not to be confused with Chris Hemsworth's uh, Mjolnir from the MCU. These are two very different renditions. Or Um, my tattoo. Or his tattoo, apparently. <laughs> but, like, this thing is so wicked. Like, um, I what I'm impressed about is that on the handle, this isn't just more plastic. This is actually leather-wrapped. Wow. Uh, it's very thin leather, but, like, just the fact that they even bother to make that leather as opposed to more resin or something just mm-hmm. makes me really happy. Um, but, yeah, so my husband has been playing uh, Ragnarok. And we've been streaming that onto our channel, um, scarletstream.com, by the way, if anybody wants to come say hi. <laughs> um, uh, so we, you know, and I, I'm there the whole time. So he's my ready gamer too. Um, and that's been, that's been enjoyable. I'm really enjoying their take on Norse mythology. I am a mm-hmm. mythology fan. I may not be an expert, but I am a fan when it comes to mythologies like Norse, Roman, Greek, all of that kind of stuff. And so it's been really interesting seeing their interpretation of how these stories, um, you know, were what they were and what they are for, for Santa Monica's um, ideas. Uh, yeah. That and I'm still, <laughs> I still need to finish. Now that we have officially received something about um, Mass Effect, I need to finish Mass Effect Three. So that is something I will be working on. But Hogwarts Legacy is in February, so I'm looking forward to that too. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of just like, ha ha ha. <laughs> I uh, they just had a uh, they just had a uh, like a game teaser yeah it was like it was like a 30 minute or 30 minute 30 second clip um and you can hear various uh some people have been able to pick out various um words that have been spoken by some characters like in the in the background noise some people have interpreted symbols and things that are in the images um yeah and you would think based on my name and based on my love for pokemon i would be playing pokemon scarlet or violet 
I will not be. Oh, really? What? I, I will not be playing. I will not be supporting the Pokemon company Ooh. this time. Oh, no. Okay, yes. we need to we need to figure this out because I, I'm not a Pokemon guy. On, I can either but Mark hold is on that for later, or I can talk about it now. But <laughs> I think we, we talk about this now. In. Yeah, let's go. Because I, I was just going to say I am super excited. Like I'm playing. I'll talk about the game that I'm playing. But like I am so excited. I just finally settled on which version I'm getting. I ran a Twitter poll, a Discord poll, mm-hmm. and uh, my big. <laughs> My yeah, my big tiebreaker was uh, my wife <laughs> was just yeah. like, uh, why don't you just put both legendaries uh, and let Finn decide? So I like l- literally grabbed my iPad and was like, hey, which one do you like? And he like he actually thought about it for a second, then pointed to the red one, and I was like, all right, red dragon, Scarlet, let's go. So um, I'm so excited. I'm I'm sad that you're you're not. Uh, what's yeah. what's going on? So my issue is with the company's direction for the games itself. I have been playing games from the Pokemon company since Crystal. I didn't get Yellow and and that because that was more for my brother. He was a little bit older than me. I started with Crystal. I have been playing for nearly the whole 25 years that the Pokemon franchise has like existed. And the games have not grown up with me. They are the exact same story path. They are the exact same kind of characters. You got basically the same villains every single time. And there's no actual growth to fit for, you know, our generation, so to speak. And even, you know, there's some people in the generation before us and older and everything, and they enjoyed it just as much as we do. And and you know they're tired of it as well. And so I'm I'm frankly just disappointed. And I was so excited at first when they said, you know, there's going to be three different paths that you get to choose. And so I was like stoked. I was like, is this going to be my dream because my dream is to be able to take the champion's path as is the regular thing to do. You take on the gyms, you become the champion, blah blah blah. That is an understandable staple to the game. But I also want a path where I can become a breeder, where I can, mm. you know, work on on people come to me and they're like, I want a Pokemon that has this moveset or this kind of coat or this kind of look so that maybe they then take that to the um, kind of showman's path. And so that would be your third path is the showmanship. Because um, those have always just been kind of like side things. Like, yeah, you could take two Pokemon to the daycare center. And maybe you would get lucky and something would happen. And there'd be the occasional show thing at every town, but it was like just the one time really, or you would just repeat the exact same thing over and over. But neither of those were fleshed out. It's like Pokemon is so much more than battling. Detective Pikachu was one of my most favorite movies because it explored a side of Pokemon that hasn't been explored really. That movie was phenomenal. (laughs) And... And I don't know, I just, I need the Pokemon company to realize that they can't just keep catering to the next 12-year-old every year because eventually parents are probably going to stop buying it for their kids and the adults aren't going to be playing. Like, if they want to keep this main kind of thing going, fine. But you also need to cater to those who have been around for the whole 25 years and they're not doing it. 
which made me so upset also because I was like, this is literally perfect for my, my gamer name because I am Scarlet and I always use a violet heart in all of my emojis. And I was going to get Violet because I really liked the, ra- the way, um, is it Miradon who is uh, the Violet one? Yeah. And I, I liked um, yeah. the yeah, Professor better in Violet. I was a bit sad because Tyranitar, or yeah, Tyranitar is only for, for Scarlet. So I was like, oh, I'm going to need a buddy who I can trade with. And then I was like, oh, Mark, but I'm still not getting the game. Gotcha. <laughs> And my husband and I, we did like a whole Wix site on what the Pokemon company should do in order to, you know, keep both groups, keep the younger people and keep the older people. And they're just not, they don't seem to care beyond maybe the card decks to make a video game or something for the older audience. Can I play devil's advocate for a second? Sure. Because yes. you know me and my Pokemon sense of knowledge. Other companies typically kind of dual hat. And they said, you know what? We're going to have a younger audience. We're going to have a older audience. I think of Batman, right? We got the cute Batman. And then we got the serious Batman. Um, mm-hmm. Because they want to ha- continue to, to please audiences. Somebody tells me Pokemon a lot to a lot of people. It's comfort food. It's not exactly cutting edge. Uh, it's the number one franchise in the world, which means they have the most amount of money to do things and take chances. And they produce a lot of games every year. Is that, to your point, Scarlett, it sounds like say, they, they feel like they're kind of just comfortable doing what they do, and they're not comfortable with like really pushing the boundaries and taking chances, and they evolve versus do revolutions and steps. And my son, who's 6, 17, he kind of, he, he's one of those people who's like, yeah, Pokemon just feels the same. It's not exactly doing anything really to drive like that next level of like, wow, Pokemon could be so much more, but they're comfortable with not spending a lot of money, not really taking a lot of chances, and... Um, when they do do something different, they don't always incorporate it into the next series. They like, oh, that's what they do, and it's like Pokemon Snap. They just like, oh, we're bringing it back. And we're going to do a little bit more, but we do just enough because we can make three million dollars or three million copies. Or whatever. is that what is that what the company feels to be doing? Because it, it, to me, it feels like that's what they're doing. They're comfortable with doing just enough to make a lot of money, and they do a little bit, and they want to keep their hardcore fans, which are now like Mark's age, I guess. You'd be like the core people, right, Mark? And, and you like the heritage. You like that type of feel. It makes you feel very nostalgic and you feel very good. Whereas Arceus felt like the one that m- took the most strides, but they didn't really say, oh, we're going to do everything with Arceus. We learned we're going to incorporate in their team. It kind of felt like they said, you know, that's for other people, but we want to keep our hardcore happy. Is that what it is? I, I'm just trying to guess because I have no horse in the race. I personally enjoyed Arceus. Arceus, dang it, the, t- the dang TV show now has Not Arceus, right? <laughs> and I, it drives me nuts because Arceus sounds so much better than Arceus. But anyway, mm. I actually enjoyed Arceus quite a bit because it was more open and it was exploratory and actually trying to understand Pokemon, not just tossing them into battles and training them or whatever. We actually had to, you know, study them and understand what are their routines and catch them doing certain things. That was a lot of fun for me. It was a side of Pokemon that we hadn't explored before. And it felt a little bit more grown up. Yeah, because, I mean, your character is not just this 12-year-old punk who's like, I'm not going to go to school anymore. They're like, I'm going to actually, you know. I mean, sure, they got kind of kidnapped by Arceus, but everything was fine at the end. But it felt a little bit more grown up, more exploration, more understanding, not just 
you know, toss out another Pokemon. It's like, oh, well, I know fire beats grass, so I'm going to always put out my Typhlosion, but my Typhlosion can also beat literally every Pokemon in the game because he's level 100. Um, And, yes, the Pokemon company is just, they're comfortable and they're complacent. And that's frustrating. It's like you've built this up for 25 years and you're telling me you don't want to try to do more? Like, you don't... There's only so far that nostalgia is going to take them. There's only so far that doing the almost the exact same game is going to take them. They can't keep doing baby steps every game. They, they need something almost as revolutionary as Breath of the Wild was, as Odyssey was for Mario... This, this kind of seems to me like they're they're kind of stepping in that direction. It's the first completely open world Pokemon. Like Arceus was a step in that, but you still kind of had to teleport to different locations and go back to the hub and, and go from there. This is Breath of the Wild style full open. Like this is the first time we've seen. Op- it's not the open world part that made Breath of the Wild great. It was kind of everything else as well. You could... Yes, you could explore everywhere, but it's what you could find while you were exploring. This feels like it's open world and you can explore everywhere, but it's still the same thing of beat everybody up. You're not actually learning more. It And maybe as the game, you know, people t- talk more about the game, maybe something will come out and be like, oh, wow, I didn't know that was going to be a thing. But that's also part mm-hmm. of the marketing issue. It's like they said they're like there here's three new paths but really it's just the three paths you basically already do in every game and they're just making them more separate. Mm. Yeah, I will agree that the marketing for this game hasn't been fantastic and that's why I just ended up picking which version I'm getting this morning cuz my brother and I have been talking about this we always get since red and blue we've always gotten the opposite uh, versions of pokemon and sometimes i'll choose and i'll I'll say i really want this one and sometimes he'll choose and for this one i said like you kind of make a decision but we've been talking back and forth for months and it's like well i kind of want to see which exclusives are going to be in which version and i kind of want to see you know there's the time travel element that was kind of rumored and i think that's going to be more of like the legendary yeah, the like Pokemon, par- you know, paradox the, or something like that. Yeah. The paradox versions. So I think that's kind of what it's going to be, which isn't quite as like at one point it was kind of rumored, like you would actually go back in time or forward in time, or like they would be set at different time periods. So you can almost play these, you know, two separately if it was that, but it seems like it's just going to be like, Oh, the Pokemon looks like it used to way back in ancient times, or this Pokemon looks like a techno yeah, version of, of that. Um, but they, they, it's been like out in trickles or leaks or whatever, and it's mm-hmm. it's been um, it's been very difficult to gauge how different this game's going to be. So I'm I'm looking at it a little bit more positively. I'm looking at it like maybe this is Breath of the Wild. Maybe I will be able to climb up this mountain and you know glide to this other location and find something like I did in breath of the wild and be like, Oh man, did you find this? Or did you find that? Or jump into my game? You got to see what I just, you know, located or this, you know, I found a nest where these rare Pokemon are or something. Come on over. Um, I'm hoping it's like that. Now, if it is just a base kind of Pokemon game, like to Todd's point, like I play Pokemon, to feel like I'm 10 again or whatever, you know, 12. Like that's, that's my, my Pokemon is, is my childhood escapism. The same reason I go back and play, 
Super Mario World or Super Mario Brothers 3 or whatever. Like it's that kind of like I turn my brain off, I catch my Pokemon, I do my thing, and I have my fun. Uh, you know, if, if I wanted something more deep than that, like I don't remember the last time I really got so into a Pokemon game that like I had to catch every single Pokemon in the game or I had to complete 100% of whatever. I think the closest I came to that was maybe Brilliant Diamond. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just because I picked at it over the course of time. I was like, oh damn, I'm really close to like completing the Pokedex here. And then I still didn't. I still kind of like flitted off and, and Yeah, Arceus was the one where I I consider myself completed. The last one I needed was actually Arceus, but he's impossible. So I just considered it a win. <laughs> right. But here's the question yeah, so, then to, to what you've been saying. So you said you go back and you play, you know, older Mario games because that, you know, that's fun for you. And I, I totally understand. I'm playing like Super Mario Bros. like all the time. <laughs> so here's the question then. It's like, is there, are you playing the new Pokemon games just because it's new and there's, you know, maybe new Pokemon to catch or are you like as opposed to like what's stopping you from going back and just playing the older pokemon like i played crystal 20 25 30 times right Uh-oh, we've got a prop coming in <laughs> prop incoming but i like literally just, nothing stopping me from playing my old pokemon games sure um, so i guess my question is it's, it's like right there. there's been and, you know uh, a lot of new mario games right there you go <laughs> yeah it has so batteries been, in it cuz i was playing this recently nice there's been, you know, a lot of new Mario games. I, I just, I don't know. There's something, the Mario games, and maybe this is because they're Nintendo. And Nintendo actually knows how to pull in even the older generations as they're making something for the newer generations. I've played Odyssey and I love it. My nine-year-old has played Odyssey and she loves it. And there's, you know, a 20-year gap between us. So, it, I don't know. It's just, but Pokemon still feels like it's constantly only for the 10 to 12 year olds, except for Arceus actually felt, you know, a little bit more like an older teenager person game. I don't know. Yeah, my, my son liked <laughs> Arceus quite a bit and he, he played the old games on the, I guess, which I don't think we, I'm trying to remember which, I think we had a DS that he played. Then we mm-hmm. got the 3DS and he played a lot of those. So he loved those and he, and then Arceus was like, oh, I like this, but he felt it was limited by the hardware. And he, he's always complaining like, the animations in Pokemon suck. It's like they oh, yeah. don't spend amount of money <laughs> to make it the what the way it should be. And he's like, "Why are they so lazy?" I'm like, "Because Logan, people buy the game regardless of what they do. It's like it's ultimately that's where I, I ambition from a game from a game company feels like they don't have ambition. They just and that's where I just worry about Pokemon as all. I mean, in regards mm-hmm. from a to grow their brand and things like that, they don't have to do much to get people to be excited about their products, which is just weird. That will only last so long. There will, but it's lasted like 25 years. So they keep getting them. It's going to be another 25 years that could end in three or four. Well, that could, that could end fairly soon. Cause like, I'm not even kidding. Like we're like my, my kids played sword and shield um, they watched us play Arceus, and then, you know, we we got the remakes of, of Diamond and Pearl because we were like, oh, you know, these are ones we hadn't played, my husband and I. So we're like, you know, we want to actually check these out and see what's, you know, what they are because a lot of the older games just, you know, kind of missed out on. But, like, we're not getting Scarlet Violet. I mean, maybe if it goes on for like a $20 sale or something, 
So it's like, what about the next one? Are we just not going to buy that one too? And so then that's now our entire household is just no longer Pokemon gamers. So and I'm curious. How many oh, other people are the same way? Well, okay. So you say you're, you're definitely not. We've, we've kind of established that the, uh, the, the marketing hasn't been great. So two weeks time, I come back on. I'm like, this is the breath of the wild of Pokemon. They didn't market this because they didn't want to give away how massive this is. They wanted to just kind of tease it, get people to play it, whatever. It's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It reinvents how the series goes. Are you reconsidering or are you like, I've made up my mind already. I've seen five minutes worth of trailers and I'm not buying this game ever. Considering uh, that you and I have already had a good rapport about breath of the wild. And I know that you've enjoyed it as much as I have, that be, then becomes a very real, um, like, what's the word I'm trying to say? That becomes a very useful thing for you to say to me, and I will then heavily right. reconsider. Okay. <laughs> like, if you actually came back and could truly say, this is the Breath of the Wild of Pokemon, I am, like, 95% there. Okay, But, it, right. you know, I mean, if you I'm came little... back and you're just like, yeah, you know, this is just another, it's good, more Pokemon. you know, it's just more right. Pokemon and be like, okay, well then I'm not really missing out on much. And that's kind of the thing. I'm not afraid of missing out on anything this time mm. around. Like Arceus, that one actually intrigued me because I was like, this is new. This is different. This is something I want to experience. Whereas like Scarlet Violet's like, I could go watch my, you know, watch my friend play it on their live stream. Right. I am I am curious because unfortunately they the typically the reviewers that review the games are the people that are most likely to play the games. So I I always worry about like is a Pokemon fan going to be really really like critical or that I mean I hope they would be you know like the reviewers but I always feel like you got the the the, the group that always reviews the JRPGs or something they're not, mm-hmm. and I always feel like JRPGs I feel like those games get a bump because a lot of people are just not as critical because they don't see the flaws because they like the genre so much versus mm-hmm. like is this really a good game or do you just like this style of game so I'm curious to see where to your point Mark just like because I know a lot of people that re- like Breath of the Wild, the Breath of the Wild of, which is a, a new term, of course. Um, but I think a lot of people outside of Zelda that were just tired of the formula look at them like, wow, that's a different take. So I do worry with this. I don't think it's going to be that way. I think it's just going to be little iterations again, just from my outside perspective. And they have done a lot of publicity, but it seems like people are still feel like, oh, I don't know a lot about those games. So I'm like, I, I guess they just feel like they don't have to tell you because there's a new Pokemon game and there's yeah, 114 like, million like the switches. It's iPhone, so just buy it anyway. Yeah. There'll be like <laughs> a new camera that's a little bit better and you're good to go and maybe a cloud or whatever, the, the island or whatever. Uh, so that's what I'm thinking with this game because I think if it was truly revolutionary, they wouldn't sit on it. They're not dumb. Mm. They're, they're marketers. They're like, this is the biggest Pokemon in the world. And also the hardware could be holding it back too from what they want to do because the Switch is now going on you know what six years so we'll see yeah but yeah yeah Yeah, so but again we had breath of the wild which wasn't graphically the most amazing thing you've ever seen but it was a beautiful game it was the artistic style of Mm. it that made it look great whereas all of the pokemon games i mean even arceus had this issue was it was very kind of polygonal in a way and just flat like there's ways to do a lower hardware system and still have a great looking game I mean, hmm. even Odyssey is, you know, it's just a bunch of 3D. It's not like it's high de- high definition, super realistic Mario's nose or something. It's just, that's what the style is. But their style is not pleasing. <laughs> 
Well, we'll we'll see how that goes. I mean, I, I'm curious because my son, I think he's looking to get back into it. He just wants the right Pokemon game to do that because he's been playing Terraria for like 18 months. And I want something to do other than play freaking <laughs> Terraria. Oh, my God. Put him on Tunic. Uh, he played a little mm. bit of Tunic, so yeah. Tunic is great. Yeah. Um, so with that, Mark, um, yeah. you talked a little bit about uh, Rabbids plus Mario before, but you didn't really get into it. So I'm assuming... You've been really focusing on that game. I really have. Yes. This is pretty much all I've been playing aside from one? trying to catch up on a little bit of Fortnite. Yep. Yeah. The, the new sparks of hope. Uh, the awesome. sparks of hope. Uh, like I mentioned last time, this was uh, given to me uh, as a, as a review code from our friends at Ubisoft Canada. And I have been playing the heck out of this. It is pretty amazing gameplay wise. And I was just talking to Cheesy, who's been on this this show uh, just a few episodes ago, uh, and it, th- there's something missing from the magic of the first game, oh. which I, I and and he kind of summed it up on Twitter and said something along the lines of um, I'm just going to try to bring up his quote so I don't get this wrong. Um, Cause I, he said, there's something missing. And I, I said, I, I tend to agree. Um, there's just a little bit of magic. Like it's still one of my favorite gaming experiences of the year, like probably going to be in my contender of my favorite game of the year. And we'll see what Pokemon does to that. Or like, I have to really go back and, and think about it before we do our like game of the year kind of stuff. But he said, yeah, it's a great game. The charm of the first game was seeing the rabbits interpretation of the mushroom kingdom. And you know, that, that we're so familiar with. This game is more about the rabbits. They're already established. And he said, I'm not just not as invested. And I think that might be it. Like it was so new and so novel the first time. It's a hard and thing so unexpected. The, it's hard to capture that same sense of like wonder and like, why are the rabbits in with Mario characters? Why are they in the mushroom kingdom? What is going on here? Uh, that, that first one was just so magical that I think it was an, an almost an impossible task to, to copy that this time around. Um, like I said, last time I'm still a little thrown off by the rabbits having voices. I kind of prefer my rabbits more minion-y like they were in the first game, just like not talking, just these nonverbal gibberish monsters that kind of look like Mario characters but that's a choice that they made. It's not really taking away from the game. I just prefer it the, the way that the first game. So I don't, I don't know if that's playing into the loss of magic feeling or something. However, this game is just technically fantastic. Uh, it is a, a beautiful game to begin with, but just the gameplay loop, the exploration, the little hidden things in every little corner, there's like wildlife and different things to interact with. Um, Every time you think you understand a mechanic, they introduce a new one. There's new enemy types, new boss types. The boss battles change from one to the other. Uh, You think you finish one and then there's another iteration and another iteration of the same boss battle. Uh, There's a ton of strategy that you you, you can mix up using different team members. Sometimes it forces you to use different team members so you get to play with everyone. And just when you think, again, you, you have something figured out, they're like, well, here's something new for you. So go enjoy that. 
like when they introduced Bowser, uh, I thought I kind of had my team and then Bowser joins your team and it's like, Oh, okay. So who am I going to swap out for this explosive tank of a person? <laughs> like let's, let's go. And there's enough customization too, like that. It's not overwhelming. You can just press Y and it just automatically, uh, you know, gives your experience points where it thinks you should, but like there's enough customization that you can be like, okay, I want Luigi to be able to cover the most ground possible because he's a sniper and I want him to be able to like get in good strategic locations. So I need to like maximize his reach and his distance and that kind of stuff. Mark, the fact that you just said that Luigi is a sniper just blew my brain. (laughs) What? Luigi Mario was a sniper. He had to go off to war in the Mushroom Kingdom War. We never saw him again. He was MIA, KIA. We don't know. He's green, so maybe he's got a ghillie suit. Who told Mama Mario that Luigi's not coming back? Not only is he a sniper, but he snipes using what looks like a Nerf bow and arrow. And it is so great as someone who had a Nerf bow and arrow as my like favorite toy weapon thing growing up. Um it's just it's fantastic every single one of the characters has like a different weapon type like bowser shoots these explosive rockets and has just things that blow up everywhere and it's so satisfying luigi's a sniper uh rabid peach heals the team so she's great at healing but also has these volleys of rockets that kind of go over cover which is fantastic um it's it is such a great game i am absolutely in love with the gameplay loop and the strategy and just how deep it goes while having this cute candy coating of uh, still like exploring mushroom kingdom esque kind of places, but it's it, new locations. It's a, uh, it, it, yeah. Contender for my game of the year right now. I'm not quite finished with the game, but in a good place that I feel I can confidently say that like, this is, yeah, it, it's up there. So this it's sounds awesome. Like- I'm going to finish it probably in the next week or so. I'll, I'll probably have it finished before we, before we uh, have our next episode, but super impressed with Mario Rabbids sparks of hope, pick it up, check it out. It's uh, it's not going to disappoint. That seems like a franchise. If Nintendo was not involved, um, I feel like it wouldn't get the polish or attention to really make it a better game. I really think yeah. that collaboration is what sets it apart because it was just, and it's not just because of its rabbits. I mean, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I think it's because Nintendo, when they act as a producer, because they don't always develop their games, they produce a lot of games because they bring on other studios. I think they bring their mindset in the, just tweak this enough or just do that uh, enough. I think that really elevates games and simple mechanics to make it better so i i think this is a synergy that really works really well and i would love to see nintendo do with this more of their franchises to be honest bring in Mm -hmm. other developers to make more of their things because they're hesitant to do a lot of other franchises right now like donkey kong hasn't been seen in years (laughs) outside so like hey bring in a good studio and have nintendo produce it i think would be a great 
synergy to really bring out more of their content. But yeah, I, I want to love this game, but it's just not for me, the the style, regardless. And everybody says, you want an XCOM game with this? I'm like, I've never liked an XCOM game, and even this with the charm and everything, it's still just not for me. But I know they did some things where they changed up the field, and it's not exactly turn-based, or you're limited in your number of spaces you can move, which in XCOM you are. So I'm glad to see they make changes. Maybe they can... I assume there'll be a third game if this does well. Um, I think it was like six uh, on the NPDs this month, so um, which is pretty good. Um, it's good for a, for a console exclusive too, and it's and it's not exactly yeah. like I said. It's not it's it's not exactly like just a 3D Mario or something like that. It's a tactical game, so there is still barriers yeah. to like you may not like that style of game. So, but still for it to do that well, because how many other mm-hmm. tactical games are in the top ten? Not many. Right, just this one probably. Yeah, not, it, yeah it's it's definitely. Like there are some, there, there was a, uh, just a normal fight, like not even a boss, a normal fight in a very early stage that I was like maybe level five or six. And I stumbled upon this kind of like, I was exploring maybe been someplace I maybe shouldn't have been that early and came across like a level 10 bad guy Mm. and figured like, I've been playing games for a while. I can do this. What's a level 10 Goomba going to do? Even if I'm level five or six or whatever, I got my ass handed to me like three or four times before I was like, maybe I should not be here. Yep. And I bounced out and came back when I was level 10 and was like, now who's getting it handed? Like you guys like, so your level, like it, but like the game is not afraid to just be like, Mm-mm, not yet. You got to think about this one. So it's, yeah, it's definitely like, despite its colorful appearance, this is not like baby's first Mario game or like even baby's first tactical game. Like this game, you, you have to be ready to think strategically and see the entire battlefield and know weakness types and what kind of strategy works. And like, even your shot order. So like I said, Luigi is a sniper, you know, you can set up, so you can set up things where like you hit someone with a move and have Luigi up top kind of with, uh, you know, the, the ZR button or ZR or whatever. Um, we'll kind of do this thing where he watches the whole field and whoever moves, that's who he hits. So you can set something up where you'll light someone on fire and they'll come out of cover and then he'll hit them again. And it's, you get that one, two punch kind of thing. You can set things up and it's like, those kind of things are so satisfying, but you really need to be able to see that whole battlefield in the big picture and and think strategically. So um, yeah, it doesn't, it's not like hand holdy press a, and you're going to win. Like, you really got to play this game. It's, it's a, it's a thinker. It's, it's amazing. I love it. Very, very cool. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, I'm going to touch on God of War at the very end. Cause I want to add on to what Carly talked about, but I played Call of, Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare to this, the campaign. I'm not, I'm not done. I've got probably about a couple more missions left, but, uh, this game, if you own a next gen console, it's beautiful. It's amazing. And I've gotten to the point where if a game is on Xbox, because I own a Series X and I own a PlayStation, if it's on PlayStation 5 and I get it, I play it there. Because the dual sense I think, is a game changer that people are just not talking about. It makes the games feel better. It's just something that you don't have. I don't care about the resolution because there's not much difference between the consoles. There's features, yes. But I think when you're playing the game, actually, that's where the dual sense really is a differentiator, I think. is. I think the fact that 
um, it's really being integrated in a lot of games and making me feel good. The, the sound from the speaker, the feel of the, the weapons, the, the hold on, you know, the, 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 the uh, haptic feedback, also the, 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 the actual triggers, the, the resistance. It's fantastic. And I, I think that is what we need in games. We need more differentiators versus frames per second, things like that. And that's what this is bringing. So I, I love it. And I think Call of Duty really has a great example. It has great sounds. Uh, it looks beautiful. And I just love the it's, it, this is just essentially a dumb action flick. But I love it because we don't get many of these that are so well done. They're like a six-hour campaign, and it's just a lot of fun. And they look wonderful. This is like a showcase for next gen, and it's wonderful. Um, so I don't play the the, the the multiplayer; it's just not for me. But I play the campaign. This is like my Fast and Furious because <laughs> I don't watch those movies, but this is my Fast and Furious. I'm like, what's going to happen next? The Russians are working with the cartels, which are working with all these different things to bring what it's just, they're just doing crazy things. And they're bringing back classic characters like soap and ghost and things like that. It's just really well done. I love it. I love the weapons, the things you can do. It's just really wonderful. So I can't say enough about it. I really enjoy it. Sean Capri was playing. He said like, I love it at the beginning and then it fell off the, the cliff. I'm not at that point yet. I hope it doesn't happen, but, um, you know, it was a rental, so I don't feel like I've I've lost seventy dollars on just playing campaign. But I would say if you are going to spend seventy dollars on a game and you don't play the multiplayer, this is definitely not a good game to spend seventy dollars for a six hour experience. But maybe you do. That's when maybe you want to spend your money that way. But I I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks, GameFly. I'm probably like one <laughs> of ten people that use GameFly, but I love the service. Um, so it's great. Love it. Check it out. Um, it's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, but God of War Ragnarok. So, uh, you know, Carly, we, we kind of bookending this. So you played it. Um, I am about. Mm. We're pretty close to the end. Too, okay. I am based, not based on our, yeah. based on our feelings of how the story okay. is going to go. We feel like we're pretty close to the end of this, like pretty close as in like, we probably got like another 10 hours of story left. Okay. So I don't want to do spoilers, but I do no. want to say uh, to let you know who I've met where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I've, I've met Tyr. And okay. yep. I am still, and I'm going to visit some elves. That's all I'll say. That's where I'm at. So I'm still pretty early. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's um, pretty early on. Yeah, so my gameplay time is kind of crazy. So, But I have been enjoying the game so much. The, the feel of the game. It uh, only gets better. And that's what I've heard. And a lot of people <laughs> say there's, there's, and I've heard this warning, like there's something that happens about 12 hours in, with some livestock, I think is what they said. Livestock. Like an ox or something like that. And they said, oh, it kind of derails, but then it gets back. Um, I don't know. That's what I heard. So I'm like, okay, I'll wait for the the livestock to derail me. Maybe it's like a term for something else. I don't know. Maybe. But, I don't I don't know what they're referencing there. Yeah. But I, I'm just having a blast. It just feels so good. And people say it just feels like more of the same. But when you talk about one of the best games ever made and it's more of the same, I'm all in and they are doing more to drive the mythology. They're driving more to drive the story, the relationship. Atreus is now, I don't know, 15 maybe. Yeah. So it, cause it's been almost the entirety of Fimble winter, which lasts for three years um, based on Norse mythology. Uh, so it's Got been it. almost the entirety of all of that. So it's, he's about two and a half years older at this point. So yeah, he's, he's 15 ish. Um, and you can even tell, like, 
there's a point. His voice. Yeah, there's a point <laughs> the, where you the first hear thing. his yeah. voice from the yep. first game, and you're like, yep. oh, wow, I didn't even realize like how different it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Going from that like 12-year-old to a 15-year-old, to your point. Yeah. My son is 17. You know, when we were playing, he would have been uh, – 14 so we're kind of in that mm-hmm. mindset and it's like it's my relate it's my relation to my son that informs mm-hmm. me of like this is what they're like they yeah. are trying to become little humans and then becoming yes. bigger adults <laughs> and it's that striving for identity and and having their own resolve which is amazing as a as a, as a parent to see your kids grow same thing here uh and that's the it's just amazing to see this journey of this character with kratos and just you see him like at points. Kratos' growth, too. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Like, yeah. I'm not even kidding you. This only gets better. <laughs> like, well, you just see points where you see where Kratos looks like he's about to say, shut the hell up, but he doesn't. He mm-hmm. holds back. His muscles tense mm-hmm. up. Like, I'm holding myself back. And you've got Mamir, who's essentially like his Jiminy Cricket. Mm-hmm. And Mamir Mark is one of the best characters in gaming of all time. He is fantastic. He is always with you. He's always telling you stories. If you're in a boat, he's going to tell you a tale. And then mm-hmm. when you're getting off the boat, because you're doing other things, he'll say, I'll come back to that later. And it's I so well done. That. And Mark, yes. I know you have not played 2018, but it's a must play game. It's one of the best. I all time. And I definitely recommend you play it because um, I, I just feel like it, it, it nails the gameplay and the story like no other game ever. And I always felt like I wish Zelda could do storytelling like this because I think Breath of the Wild is a great gameplay, but it just lacks so much in the actual like narrative and storytelling that I feel like unless you really love like the experimentation, things like that, I feel like it's just a mechanics game that's fantastic and it's got good artwork. But I think that's where I wish that Nintendo would go. So I really will hope they take examples because Miyamoto is always like watching things and like I finally put voice acting in there. I'm just hoping the next one was like, you know what? I like voice acting so much and I like storytelling. I'm going to do that because I feel like that's what I want in my gaming. I just want compelling storytelling that just really makes me feel like, wow, video games can be so much more than just hitting buttons and getting cool effects from it. So that's where I'm at. I'll get off my, 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 <laughs> my box right now, but I, I just am really loving this game. And the fact that this game sounds to be a much bigger experience than the last one, especially the side quests. And I've heard the side quests are phenomenal, which means that I'm going to be playing this game for a long time, probably the, until January, probably. So the some fun things, uh, I don't know if you've been watching their behind the lore uh, little episodes that they've been doing every Tuesday, um, but they bring up that they had the option of splitting this game in two, so making it a three-parter, or really condensing and just kind of making the story the most impactful it could be and making it one game. While, of course, three games would bring them more money, they were more interested in the story that they wanted to tell. So this is, if you want to 100% the game and like, you know, do all the side quests or something, this is like a 60 hour, 70 hour game. Cause we also tend to take our time. So it'll probably be like 80 hours or something, but like the side quests are just tons of fun too. And you find a lot of really neat stuff with them. So like they're almost necessary and it's just fun getting, um, these like, other side stories as well. You learn more about the characters who join your party. 
you learn like you just get all this nuance that's in it as well this is a game about family and friend relationships like yes there's fighting and there's gods and demons and whatevers but this is a story that's based around family and love and forgiveness like you wouldn't think that considering what kratos looks like (laughs) but this game this this story like even in the opening two seconds you look at kratos and the pain that you can sense in his posture and even though he's not a facially expressive person the pain that you can read on his face because he's thinking about from the first game, how he lost his wife and it is so brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I, and I was tempted to put some like makeup on my face. Uh, <laughs> cause I, cause I grew a little beard, but you can't really tell cause I don't really grow a beard, but um, yeah, I was, and I'm wearing my God of War shirt and I've got to wear background folks. If you're watching the, the podcast yes. on YouTube, please do. Um, I, but Joseph, if you want to see somebody dress up like uh, Kratos, Joseph Moran in the PS trophy room, Holy cow. And uh, yeah, he committed to it, baby powder and it stinged his, stinged his eyes. He was all into it. So check out the PS trophy room. If you want to see somebody really embrace that. But yeah. Um, yeah. I, I can't say enough. Um, I got the collector's edition. Carly did got the Jotunheim edition. I got the Jotunheim edition. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so essentially more stuff, uh, cloth maps and extra things. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that next, but just, I can't speak highly enough. And this game is on PlayStation four and PlayStation five. I've not heard anybody say the PlayStation four version is trash, which is good. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. is amazing on PlayStation five. So there you go. Uh, I, yeah, I'll be talking and more about this They made this game. really good use of dual, the DualSense controller, in my opinion, as well. Like, I, I personally haven't done a whole lot because my husband's the one who's been playing. Um, but a couple of times he'll be like, you know, can you can you just look around for the thing that I'm needing to find? I got to go get something real quick. And so, you know, I'll look around and you can just... The little extra audio stuff that comes from it. The feeling of, like, throwing the axe and catching it. You feel it as you catch it in your, in on the controller. And it's just, it's really the dual sense is one of the greatest things that PlayStation has done. Um, yeah. And they incorporated it very well for this game. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want it, there's an, uh, a special edition controller you can find out there yeah. for as well. I did <laughs> not get it. Oh, well, um, well, we were going to talk about some news this week, but I think we've gone a little bit long. So we're going to skip that. We'll talk about that probably next episode when we talk about as we get closer to the game awards. We'll get a little bit more into that next episode. But we want to really get to the bonus round. And this is the collector's edition. So um, we already talked about what's in the collector's edition of this show, which I said my sketch is coming out for that. But we're going to talk about a couple different areas of collector's edition the best and the worst, what makes a good collector's edition, and what would be in our personal collector's edition like if there was a todd collector's edition what would be in it what would be in a mark's collector's edition and what would be in a carly's collector's edition so (laughs) let's get started so the best and the worst collector's edition i'm gonna name some off and if you if you if you think of some let me know so i i just found some that were very very funny so one of the worst and most infamous is do you remember the uh oh my goodness this one is just so bizarre um it was the dead island 2 torso edition it was horrible i had a bloody torso of a bikini like zombie and they made it a special collector's edition i'm like what are you doing people called it out i mean it's just a no it's a huge no (laughs) 
I'm like, what are you doing? It's so bizarre. Because, like, I mean, it's one thing for, like, to have the leg lamp from, like, uh, Christmas Story. The story. That, that <laughs> exactly. old movie is. That's because that's, like, you know, it's a sexy leg and Fragile. stuff. Like, yes, yeah. I want a bloody torso with a bikini top on sitting mm-hmm. on my shelves. Thanks, guys. No. Does it do it, it's not a lamp or anything, is it? Like, no, it's it, just a torso. You know, it just sits there. Was it? Was it at least fleshy, or was it just? I present? don't know if it was squishy. I, I, I hope people weren't trying. Is it squishy enough? <laughs> is it like that Metroid that you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it being squishy would make it better or worse. Uh, and apparently, <laughs> know, right? that apparently there was a Dead Island Riptide where it was a zombie butt. So there you go. Apparently, they didn't shy away from like appendages sure folks i mean it couldn't folks. just be a giant's toe whatever <laughs> sure a, a, a hand an arm like left for dead where they had like the yeah. fingers that came down yeah, yeah that's so, just a flat no for me yeah so that's mm-hmm. one of them one of the better ones though was you got a claptrap uh with borderlands uh mm. the handsome collection which i think is cool because i mean little claptrap he he spoke and now if you want to find it it's going to be 500 bucks Yikes. Is that a character or something? Oh yeah, he's like the little guy with one wheel. He's very funny. He has a voice. And this this special edition came with like a little like a four inch version where he would, mm. uh, or maybe a little taller, but it was uh, it would say things. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of that one. Uh, there was uh, the Gears of Four Ultimate Edition. Uh, essentially, was a character on a motorcycle. It was it came with a steel case. Mm. Uh, it cost around two hundred fifty bucks. So, I mean, that's a big barrier to entry. Titanfall 2 got a cool collector's helmet along with the Halos 3 cat helmet. I think you remember that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and then we had a, a, this one was kind of lame. Mass Effect Andromeda had a, uh, a vehicle, the Nomad. Uh, it actually was just a vehicle. It didn't do anything. It wasn't a remote control vehicle. It was just so a model. It just a model with, but it was like more like it, you could push it. And it would go like like a Hot Wheels, but it wasn't like a remote control RC. With for like two hundred fifty bucks, I think I would need it to be more than that. Um, yeah, the the one that was funny was the Crisis Two Maximum Graphics Edition. It essentially was it was a came with a graphics card, okay? Because they're like Crisis will break your system, so it came with a graphics card. Huh? That's that's kind of clever. I mean, yeah. at least that's useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you can, if you have a PC to, to, that could actually yeah. work in it, yeah. why not? Yeah, yeah, that was the whole thing. Um, you know, other than that, I mean, there's a lot of statues and things that I've seen that are pretty cool. I mean, we did, and, and Mark, you're probably going to co- talk a, about a couple others, um, but um, one of the other ones that I thought was really cool was the Beatles Rock Band Special Edition. So essentially was rock band, but it was around based around all of the Beatles special instruments. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it was pretty limited uh, when it came out. And now to find it, and if you've played, if you're a big rock band fan, to find alternate instruments now or replacement instruments, they're hard to find. And this set, it's about yeah. 700 bucks now. Yeah, it's like eBay. impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, from there, anybody else have any, uh, you know, thoughts around, you know, collector's edition, the good and the bad? Well, first, I'm going to read a couple that wrote in on our Discord channel, including uh, this first one from the Winter Gamer, which I loved this story. And 
this special edition. So I'll, I'll read this first and said, I think my favorite has to be the Breath of the Wild special edition where I ended up getting two from GameStop, even though I ordered one and they charged me for two. So I reached out to Bobby, Bobby Paul's, and met up with him to sell it to uh, his friend Miguel. Uh, but my Majora's Mask 3DS is my favorite special edition of all time. That's a more special edition console kind of thing. But I loved uh, the the Breath of the Wild special edition. It's still my go-to Switch case. I have that too. It was it was such a great special edition because it like you got the Switch, you got the game, and then you got the accessory that you needed in in a case. So it was kind of like that day one kind of all-in bundle. My biggest problem with it is I wish there was an option to go digital mm. with it uh, mm. because I th- it's one of those games that like I just want it always on yeah. there just in case I ever want to dive back in or whatever. And, you know, I've, I've gotten a few physical games, especially after my wife got a Switch. And like if it wasn't a game we were going to be playing at the same time, we'd get one copy and kind of trade it back and forth or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Breath of the Wild ended up getting taken out of my Switch and then you got to put it back. And it's just, it's a pain in the butt, right? Like it's, it's so much more convenient to just have it digitally. So that would be my only gripe, but it's my, still my go-to Switch case. And, uh, and I have to say, I do love that one as well, Brennan. So thank you. Uh, we also got uh, Famous Seamus writing in with, I only have two special editions and that was Persona 5 Royal Phantom Thieves Edition and The Last of Us 2, uh, Last of Us Part 2, uh, Elliot Edition. Uh, if oh, I that was probably a, a statue, I assume. Okay. Belly. If I had to choose a favorite, uh, oh, Elliot Edition maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, it would be uh, Persona 5. Uh, I think the Ellie edition. Oh yes. Sorry. It was a typo in that first bit. Sorry, uh, Seamus. Uh, so the Ellie edition, yes, had some stuff I'll never use like the vinyl soundtrack and the backpack. Meanwhile, Phantom Thieves edition has things like the art book, a Joker mask and, uh, a soundtrack, which uh, is all useful stuff. I, I, I used to love the soundtrack thing and now it's, it's a little lessened with like Apple music and Spotify and that kind of stuff. But man, I used to love like, yeah, get a soundtrack of a game and especially if it was a great game and great soundtrack and you just pop that in and just be now you gotta t- rip it into an mp3 and put it on your- <laughs> and, uh, that was one thing i loved about like this special edition Ooh. uh which is assassin's creed black flag uh the statue is fantastic and it came with the the soundtrack i think because i listened to that soundtrack repeatedly i loved it um it's uh, I'm a sucker for statues. So like I have my Batman, like these are all just always on my desk. Uh, and this, you mentioned a, a halo special edition earlier. This sucker crap. Is is from Reach? Still one of my favorites. This is from halo reach. Nice. It's got the full team. That's it pretty is badass. It is Folks, amazing. if you're listening and not watching, you definitely should watch, but that is a hunk of plastic mark. Holy cow. <laughs> chunky it's boy. And I, you know, like I, I'm, I'm such a sucker for statues that like, I, I wasn't like, I played this game and I liked it, but I wasn't like, love this game so much. I need the special edition, but it went on sale and I bought it because, uh, how can you say not? no to a giant Captain that's America? The Avengers, so that's the Avengers. That's the most recent Avengers game. Captain America. Yeah. It's an actually good looking and, representation. Uh, of Cap. Uh-oh. 
Did you break Thumbs it? Stuff. I may have just broken my absolute favorite special edition of all time. So here we go. These are working night vision goggles no. from, from Call of Duty. Modern Warfare. Call of That's Duty, awesome. Modern Warfare 2, the original Modern Warfare 2. Um, these ones are really, really special to me. I'm going to put them down before I break them again. Uh, so not, not only was I super happy to get a, like finally a working pair of night vision goggles that I wanted since I was a kid and saw the first Jurassic Park movie and right. was like, I need night vision goggles. But, or Buffalo Bob uh, from Silence of the Lambs. Not so much uh, <laughs> a childhood designer of mine, uh, Todd. Sorry, uh, that's what I think of. Goes, I just I just saw that that thing. Like, oh, yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, like where your head goes, mine goes to uh, Tim in Jurassic Park playing with the expensive toys. Um, but <laughs> we, yep. All right. So, uh, but not only did that uh, that special edition just like fulfill that childhood dream, but I also got it the day I asked uh, my my the the person that is now my wife uh to just like be my girlfriend so that was fun and uh and i actually asked her in the lineup i was texting her back and forth because i was out in alberta (laughs) and she was here and we had gone on a few dates before i started Uh traveling for work again i was like let's just kind of make this official let's let's make it facebook official like you know let's let's do this so uh the funny thing about that it was a midnight launch and since home here is is three hours ahead of alberta uh where sean is um i uh we we had an argument over when our anniversary was for years before we got (laughs) married and obviously we're in the same time zone when we got married but our dating official anniversary was either uh november 9th or 10th depending on who you asked because she was (laughs) up past midnight and i was waiting in line for stupid night vision goggles at uh at 10 or 11 p.m on uh still on the 9th so uh that was fun we had a two two day anniversary for quite a while it makes for a fun conversation story though i think so um and it was also the day that my uh, I got the news that my grandfather was cancer free. So it was like a wicked day all around. Um, so yeah, it was it, that. That's a day that like just lives rent free in my memory for like all times. It was good. Uh, so they're like some of my favorite so, worst special collector's edition. See, because I don't like I don't tend to get them when I don't think they're great. Um, one I should have grabbed actually, and she's just right up there, which is why I didn't. She she sits above my my. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, I record in my kitchen, and uh, she sits above my my fridge at all times, and that's Rabbit Peach from the first mm. Mario Rabbits Collector's Edition. So that she she's just right there staring at me, and I, I can't really. I'm not going to go get her right now, but um, I should have actually after I was talking about the sequel and how much I love it. But uh, I'm trying to think of some bad ones. And I'm not. I can tell you some like, bad I'm ones. On a huge I can too. Yeah. Okay, you guys go. You first, Todd. Okay, I'm going to talk about special editions that don't include the damn game. Not a disc, <laughs> not a code, nothing. Battlefield One did not include the game. What's the point? Recore did not include the game. That is like a cardinal sin. It doesn't make any sense. No, it's dumb. It's like, well, how can we charge you more? I get it, collectibles from it. Like, I own the Mass Effect uh, uh, helmet, the Shepard's helmet. Mm -hmm. I love it. It wasn't part of the game. It was just 
they they spyware sold it separately. I bought it because I'm a fool. And I hang I, I put it on occasionally and turn on the lights, and I'm like, that's very nice. I want to put it back on the shelf. But when you don't include the game with your collector, like it's like, what are you doing? What so I gotta play devil's advocate. What if okay, so if they included the game and the price was up whatever 60, 70 bucks or whatever it is, like would you still go to that collector? Again, thinking back to the Zelda special edition, if that game was 70 bucks cheaper and I had, but I had the choice at that point to buy it physical or digital and then buy a separate collector's package or whatever you want a celebration edition or something for the case and all the other goodies it came with. I might've opted for that, like save the money and spend it digital. You know what I mean? Like if it's not coming in a special case, the game itself, like a, um, like a steel book or something like that. Like, does it, I don't know. Like, it, it, I'm, I'm sure. Well, a lot it, of the games it, now yeah. come with just a digital code because they can't right. send you the, especially because now we have the PS5 and the PS5 digital. They can't mm-hmm. send and you the, the series game S. and yeah. the code because and then they're giving S. you yeah. two games for the cost of one. So now everything right. comes with a steel case and a digital code. So it still comes with the game. Um, but it doesn't make any sense for a special edition to not include a game in any way, whether it's a physical mm-hmm. or a digital version of that game. Uh, the only, I think the, the, the biggest negative is you order it and you think you get the game, right? Yeah. That, that's right. They yeah. have to be clear up front. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like special editions of consoles. Like, like I always think of like Nintendo's special edition switches. Um, you don't get the game with those. They just look pretty. They don't include the game, mm-hmm. which I always feel yeah, like my brother just got the one, yeah. the, the OLED with, yeah. uh, for the Pokemon OLED and yeah, no game. It's, it's very weird, but yeah, I think, th- yeah, I, I get it. If you just want the thing and you want to buy the game the way you want, mm-hmm. I like that flexibility. I just think it's weird and it seems like an odd case. I was thinking about one that I got. That's pretty awesome. Love it. It's from Wolfenstein. <laughs> this one's oh, crazy. I love that one. It's yeah. like a little Ken doll. Like uh, he's got his claws. He's got a little leather jacket, which is oh, kind of awesome. He comes with a bunch of guns, and it's, it's a great. Working action figure. It is, and it's like twelve inches tall, like the original GI Joes. Ken, instead of an old school GI Joe, is why I love you, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with an older sister who had Donnie and Marie Barbies, so that's kind of what I went. <laughs> My best friend growing up was a girl. My GI Joes played with her Barbies. I had like dolls hanging out with my action figures. No, no worries. No toxic masculinity. Or was it your dolls hanging with her action figures? Oh, look, we were talking about today. My, my son was up playing. Like we were, we were visiting some family last weekend. Oh, that's awesome. My son was walking around with a baby doll in a stroller. Uh, You know, my mother-in-law wants to get him. I was like, Giver, I had a Cabbage Patch doll growing up. Like I don't care, whatever. Um, zero. I just love that. That's where Todd went with that <laughs> instead of like. I hey, mean, if can it, GI Joe's. This is like it's. I can't show it with my background, but it's the Terribilly edition, which was great. And he's. I mean, if Ken had a weapon yeah, like this, I mean, if you can see it, that that gun. I mean, Ken would be that much cooler. I mean, that's what he's really missing mm-hmm. on, like the the Ken with the kung fu grip. But just stuff like that, I just it's so unthinkable that you would think, oh, Wolfenstein, it's so adult. But here's a fully posable doll with clothes. 
Because it's not an action figure, really. It's really more like a doll, like the, the yeah. <laughs> but I love things like that, and it's the one I I always felt like I missed out was it was the South South Park, uh, what is it? Uh, separate butthole. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a Cartman as as the <laughs> was he the coon the wizard. The coon. He was like the, oh, that the was coon. Yes. as yeah. the as the uh, like the superheroes. But he had like a little tricycle. You could buy yeah, one. Yeah. You could buy one that was like it was like huge. I'm like I really wanted it, but I never got it. So I have a lot of regrets with collectors editions because I like I wanted them, and then you when they're gone, and they end up being like three times as expensive. Yeah. I actually got like so I got the Wolfenstein and like the the Avengers one that I I showed like for basically clearance prices like they were. The rock bottom. I ended up giving away the Avengers game because I already owned it, like the standard edition or whatever. And I just I gave away the disc that came with that special edition. And I think I did the same thing with Wolfenstein because like I just wanted like I wanted that action figure. The I wanted the statue, yeah. whatever. Like it was just uh like they were again going back to that point, like I didn't want the game that came with the thing. Like I just wanted the other stuff. And it was great that they went on like clearance prices and it's, it's, it's fun. But again, when you miss those, you miss them either first time around or you're like, Oh, wait for the clearance price. And that never happens. It's so frustrating. The one that made me laugh was the Marvel's Capcom infinity, which was the, uh, the most recent version of the fighting game. It came with infinity stones and they look really cool in the, in the actual package you got, but it Mm. was like those little Easter eggs that you get for your kids that are plastic so they weren't actually infinity zones. They were like the cheapest thing you could put in there. And it was just a biggest regret of everybody. Everything was cool. I'm like, nope, those aren't infinity stones, folks. Those are just Easter eggs with no goodies inside. Oh no. Yeah. Bad idea. That's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so when you, when, when all three of us want a collector's edition, what do you want in a collector's edition? What, what really is worth your money? Carly, you want to take this one? Um, so real quick before I get into that, though, because you guys were, you were asking about bad collector's editions. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are very, very much curate the things we collect. And so, yes, we have a big collection back here, but these are like super special editions, books we love. Like, we're not just collecting things. And I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I have read them since I was a little girl. You know, it was like midnight release. My parents would buy two copies because one was mine and one was for the rest of the family. Um, So Harry Potter and still love the main franchise. It's some of the best books that it's just there was so much good that came from those for me in my life. Hogwarts Legacy. So stoked for that game. Collector's Edition. Not getting. That is probably one of the worst collector's editions I've seen because I think it's like 200 or 250 for a levitating plastic wand over a plastic book. (laughs) It's not even like it's a real tome or a, you know, something that I could like flip through some pages and read some magic lore or something. It's just, it's, that's it. And then like some like digital content as well. You get like a couple of robes or something like that. And those don't mean much to me. So that was 100%. I was like, not getting it, unfortunately. Had they done something... I like things that are that look good and also have some items that have purpose. 
So in the Jotnar edition, and also in the um uh whatever was it just collectors? The collectors, yeah. Collectors, okay. Um, there's a set of dice. That's actually useful for a lot of people. And maybe they don't end up using that set of dice, but that's actually a useful item. And the cloth bag is really nice. It keeps it contained. Um, there's a ring, which I'm excited for you to learn what that ring is, Todd. Oh. Um, that ring is actually important in the game. Uh, so this ring, which also fits into Norse mythology, um, that's a lot of fun because it's like, you know, I could wear that as like part of a cosplay or something, even though it's way too big for my fingers. Um, and then they have a couple of things that I'm like, I don't really need. Like there's a steel case, which looks neat, but I don't really need it. And then there's also a seven inch plastic vinyl in, in the Yonar edition. It's like, great. I don't know uh, where I'm going to play this. <laughs> I bet there's collectors that would love that vinyl. Once yeah, it goes well, on sale, I'm, I'm going to be making a, a, a display case for it. Cause I, I have this, this cute layout for like a, a wooden acrylic Ooh, um, nice. display case for, for vinyls and stuff. So I'm going to make that. And oh, then and the and then the Mjolnir, right? It's like that's also a usable cosplay item. Absolutely. So I like my things to look cool and also have some usability to them. So had the Hogwarts Legacy Edition came with I don't know a fanatic robe, like I'm getting in the game, I would have been a hundred percent all over that. That's a good idea. A robe would not be that mm. expensive and be kind of yeah. cool and yeah, you know, and especially the, fanat- and, yeah. the fanatic one that you get if you connect your account to your Potterhead Pottermore account, then you know you get that in the mm. game. You get to wear it when you're playing in the game. You whatever. could be a Jedi. You yeah. could be a uh, it could be a Jedi <laughs> Mark or uh, a part of that the Hogwarts. And it, and it gives you that that four special editions that you could get. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. pick your house People and get your special edition, right? People can pick your house and that becomes even more exciting. And my husband and I were talking about exactly. how, like, J.K. Rowling with the houses – was probably what drew people in the most. People are like, where do I fit into this mm-hmm. world? And it just made that sense of connection, right? Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. So or I, even I, the hat, even the hat yeah, would have been a good even, idea, right? Even, the, yeah, the yeah. hat. Shoot, like give me the sorting hat, which I know the sorting hat exists in how many different places and how many different forms, but give there. me the one for legacy uh, or legend, legacy. Yeah, yeah it's legacy. 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 Um, yep. And, you know, so, and we, we've got collector's edition. So we've got the uh, Forbidden West Regala edition, which came with the bigger Tremor Tusk and a bunch of different awesome things. And there's actually a wearable um, focus. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And you, know, cosplay, you, can push, yeah. You, can, you can push the button and it lights up and then it turns off, to, off after about 10 seconds. But that became a usable and also kind of a fun display piece. I like functional pretty things these leather bounds yes they are leather bound but it's faux leather and it's also meant to be read probably won't ever actually read the books from them because i have them all in hardcover but these can be read so yes they're beautiful but they are functional books so they're not just Mm. there for show um and i mean i even have like ye old harry potter and hermione dolls down here like i had those when i was like seven or eight or whatever so like I don't know. There's just something nice about dualities when it comes to my collector's editions. We also have downstairs, we have Aloy statue from um, Zero Dawn. We have Spider-Man statue from the Spider-Man game. Um, And then everything came with the steel case. The one that I missed out on that I wish I hadn't missed out on uh, since I, since I want to talk about that real quick too, was 
um, the Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War. Oh, yeah. They did a special edition that just came with the ring. It was just the silver ring mm. with the blue markings. You can't find that anywhere now. <laughs> like, I've tried. I haven't tried in the last few months. Maybe something's changed. So, And I have, because um, actually my my wedding ring is getting resized, so I'm wearing my one ring right, right now. But I would totally Uh-oh. like I would totally be changing these out like I'd have a silver and I'd have a gold and I'd change it based on what I'm wearing for the day. Right. Like that would just make sense. So that's the one I missed out on, um, which was so dumb because it was like it was like 20 bucks to get the ring. <laughs> and I was like, no, that was also when we were like really poor. So I was like, 20 bucks is a lot. Um, yep. So Sometimes that, that can be a make or break. So it's, yeah. it sucks. But yeah. But definitely for me, it's usability and quality too. This thing is dang heavy. This thing is properly heavy. Like this weight, unfortunately, weight implies quality, which is often why I try to work a little bit more weight into some of my wood products because heft kind of makes people think, ooh, this is solid. This is high quality. Like even this ring, this is a this is a metal ring, and so it feels good. There's no yeah. seams in this, which is yeah. great. There's no yes. seams. It's not like two pieces coming together. There's no seams. It's well, and my wife like held it, and she goes, "That feels pretty good." Yeah, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah, and I love every version of yeah. Thor because I'm Norwegian. I love all that. And by the way, yeah. recommendation: read Neil Gaiman's myth- Norse mythology. It's excellent. Um, Norse yeah. mythology itself is so whack, and I it's, love it. It's great. It's great. <laughs> so, Mark, I was going to ask you because we've got a Star Wars game coming out soon. What would you love to have in that edition of the Jedi next Jedi game? Oh yeah, Fallen Order. So the 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 Fallen Order sequel. Yes. Um, what would you want to have that in that collector's edition? Give me a BD one statue. Oh really? I thought you went more of a yeah. lightsaber or something like that, but a BB one. Very cool. I mean, I it's easy to say Cal's lightsaber, and they do a fantastic recreation of Cal's lightsaber in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, they you know, Disney has done a really good representation of it. There are other lightsaber manufacturers that do either great or budget versions of Cal's lightsabers. And I've seen them everywhere, you know, from, from hundreds and hundreds of dollars to like the kind of low budget, like it's all one piece of metal to kind of look like Cal's lightsaber, but like you kind of have to paint it yourself kind of thing. Um, But I I like kind of a, a higher quality looking lightsaber and I'm scared for a special edition that would just have a like, Plastic. Like a floating wand on a plastic book, <laughs> uh, kind of version of Cal's lightsaber is what I a don't holocron want. floating, Ooh, a metal like an actual metal holocron though. Like how sick would that be? That'd and be it's amazing. got like magnets so you could like turn it and stuff. Like awesome. even that, yeah. Uh, a holocronical, a holocronical. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a, especially where the holocron played yeah. such a big part in the first game. Mm-hmm. I think a, a, a holocron special edition would would be awesome. Um, yeah, really. There, there's some really cool stuff, but I I love BDs. One of my instant favorite droids, and uh, I have the Cal Kestis like action figure kind of, you know, thing. And it came with a tiny, tiny little BD and there's like a Lego BD one, but I've yet to see like a good solid, like I'm talking like that. I don't know. 
Like I'd like something this big. Almost like, like the uh, maybe, almost like the the, you know, the Borderlands character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah. I'd I'd take that. So I I I'm gonna say BD one. Nice, nice. I know well, that fair- BD one statues kind of already exist, but they are I mean, you know, they're small and they're kind of plasticky and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like shoot, I had honestly forgotten. Like there's so many games that have been coming out and are coming out that I was like, oh, I totally forgot about Fallen Order too. Which is like what Survivor or something like that? Yeah, Survivor. Jedi Survivor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't miss out on the uh, the I, I missed out on all of the Arkham statues, which was a big miss on my end. So I would love a great Batman piece. Um, so if we ever get that again, I'm not sure when the next Batman game is coming out. Mark showed me his Batman, and he looked awesome. A little jealous there. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Sorry, bud. Yeah, which That's one was that That's kind of what my Spider-Man Mark? one is. He's in the same it, Exactly. Yeah, I love those. <laughs> Yeah, I love those iconic statues, and I'm, that's where I'm mm-hmm. more going to statues yeah. with, with the, my own. This collection. one's from Arkham City. Oh, very nice. Well, well, very good. So we're going to end, though, on what would be in your own personal collector's edition. So if we Carly had a collector's edition that said, I am Carly, this is what you get with me, what would be in it? <laughs> um, a replica statue of a laser cutter machine. Probably, <laughs> but not working. No, it's not a working one. It's just one okay. of those one of those solid metal. It's basically a paperweight, which becomes the joke too, because um, desktop laser machines, so kind of non industrial, but more like for hobbyists. And um, anytime one of those breaks, people call them just a five thousand dollar paperweight. So then that's the joke: is that you have an industrial miniatured one, but it's actually a paperweight. That would totally be, that would be like the centerpiece item. Nice. And then like a subscription for one year to Adobe Creative Cloud so you can create stuff because I use it all the time. So you get, um, uh, yeah, so those two things, um, probably a book of bad parent jokes because I <laughs> love puns. Puns are my humor <laughs> um, and uh a shiny sparkly pin and a set of stickers probably because i have an unhealthy habit for pins and stickers I, seem to be in everything so i guess y'all get stickers there you go yeah <laughs> love it yeah the, if you don't have stickers in your collector's edition what are you even doing or right like gosh clearly thinking <laughs> something wrong <laughs> Mark, what would be in your collector's edition? Uh, mine would also include stickers for sure uh, of some of my favorite <laughs> things like Pokemon and lightsabers and, and Jedi symbols and stuff. Um, and uh, But the, the main centerpiece of my collector's edition would be a large bottle of dark rum. And as you... As you <laughs> As you drank the rum, as you finished it, twenty-one plus, huh? (laughs) Yeah, well, eighteen in uh, in, or nineteen in Canada, Canada. Uh, or eighteen in some places, sixteen in Mexico. There you go. Keep going down if you want. North American edition. (laughs) Check your check your age where appropriate. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So dark rum, but as you drank it, you realize that there's something in the bottle, and it's just a tiny statue of me uh, giving you the finger. Um, but it, you can't see it because the rum is dark until you actually finish the bottle. And then 
it's a statue in a bottle and, uh, and you can't get it out and that's, and you can't get it out. No, it's built into the it's like the, bo- so it's like the, the ship me. in the bottle. Exactly. It's a, it's, it's a ship in a bottle, but it's a Merc in a bottle. And, uh, I may, maybe just a thumbs up. So it's not quite as aggressive. So it's just me. That seems more you, up, Mark. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, congratulations. You finished I mean, a bottle of rum. Good job. You got to fit into um, the Canadian stereotypes. You can't just go around flipping people off. You're supposed to be right. Paid. Yeah. So we'll go with the, go with the thumbs <laughs> up. Sorry if you got a hangover. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe because we all know Canadians are just liars. Maybe you have, you have your other hand behind your back and that's, that's true. That's, that's the, getting ready to flip you the bird. But yeah, so that, that little mini statue of me inside the rum bottle that is then, yeah, your ship in a bottle kind of uh, display piece uh, afterwards. So you get to enjoy the rum and then enjoy my statue. Mark, if that, sta- if you, if that and, little Mark, that Mark, that little, that little statue, you better be wearing a Tyrannosaurus Rex costume. Oh, yes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, or better and then yet, of course it's a it comes Kendall with version that comes with <laughs> yes, there you go costume. that you can put on, <laughs> can put on nice and soggy from the rum. Yes, oh, that's yeah. perfect. Exactly. Yeah, everyone wants a soggy little mark on their mantle. And if you um, drank it, you might get some type of disease. Unfortunately, more than likely, yes, because it's probably the figure if, was made uh, in, in China and it's made of like lead. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I haven't thought this through. So it also comes with a $200 sports car <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a fridge that fits one can of diet Pepsi. Uh, <laughs> and a coupon to Timbits that, is expired. <laughs> oh yeah. Timbits would be fantastic. Uh, I wanted Timbits today and I didn't stop to get them. So maybe tomorrow. Uh, okay. Todd, what's, what's, <laughs> Oh boy. So it's going to have, um, one of those like insult generators that you push the button. Like it's going to like make farts and it's also going to like say bad dad jokes, you know? So that'll be one thing. Um, cause you got to have that cause that's fun. Um, and it's going to have like the most nineties alt soundtrack that comes with it, but it's only, <laughs> you have to rip it onto your, you need a, you need a, a, a disc drive. You can rip it onto your MP3. So it's going to be a CD because <laughs> you know it come we with don't the MP3. It, yeah, it come, it, actually, it's like in a format that you can't even convert Ooh. anymore. And then like a folded up paper that has all the instructions on how to do it easily. And it says exactly on the front, go ahead and toss this. You don't need these instructions. Only in Wind- only for Windows ninety five. It, it's <laughs> like it only supports that platform. And it's also like you know yeah it's it, it's it's like it only supports like 33 minutes or something like some weird, like <laughs> eh, we only do 33 minutes. So that's, what's going to be on there first uh, of all. Um, so then you're going to get um, along with that. You're going to get a passport to local craft breweries, but they are only available in a 90 mile radius of where I currently live. So <laughs> sorry. folks. <laughs> that's, that's the other part. And the other part is you're going to get a fantasy football app. Uh, that is going to only give you bad draft picks. Um, <laughs> I think that's along with it. And also a keychain, but the keychain is too tight and it actually won't fit on your other keys. So it's really just a keychain that you can hold. <laughs> that makes sense? I clearly need to rethink Ye- my box. <laughs> 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 I think yours was so well thought out and so fantastic. And mine was just a troll. And Todd's is just, I hate everything. Like, 
it's, None it's, of this it's works. me, Mark. It's me. A keychain <laughs> that doesn't work. I gave my son a keychain for his birthday. He's like, I'm not going to use it. Is it like an acrylic outcast of you, like on the keychain as well? No, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be like the one I have currently on it. It's like, it says, it's like Zelda, like use this, you know, to go on, you know, whatever he says, you know, (laughs) use this. But it actually is so faded and like got, has watermarks inside. You can't even see what it says anymore. It's like the, it's just, it's like unreadable. It's like, it said something at one time. (laughs) This Um, may or may not actually be from the nineties. Exactly. <laughs> it, it might be from the exclusive recently. Todd collection. I bought my son a Persona 5 uh, keychain. Mm-hmm. He's not going to put keys on it. That's where I am as a dad. Is that why you asked about the shoes? Yes. Because, yes, my shoes come in tomorrow. And, yes, I am wearing those. Carly's getting Pokemon shoes. shoes from Puma. And I'm like, are you going to wear those? Because they're yes. sneakerheads that only put their shoes away oh, and yeah. never wear them. So yeah, no. see again yeah, though, no, that comes that. with the whole collector thing. I want it to look good. And you need usable. miniature shoes. You need miniature shoes in your collector's edition they, they that you can only put on shoes. your fingers Yeah, and you can walk oh. like that. Oh, and it comes with one of those skateboards that we all had as kids. Exactly. The flip, the flips. <laughs> the <things>. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. still around. I, I was surprised. I saw those uh, advertised uh, like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, these things exist like still. That's amazing. They, they lasted, still do. Like, Beyblades. 30 do. years of like Kinger finger kickflips and stuff. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> well, well, folks, if you want our collector's edition, we're going to do a Kickstarter for those. <laughs> we'll see how that okay. goes. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So which very, is very funny, good. Though, if I can just say it real quick, which you you say that like it's a joke, except next year starts the year of Sanderson, which oh. Brandon Sanderson, my favorite author, yes, is doing a year of Sanderson subscription boxes that he kickstarted with his secret project books that he wrote that nobody knew he was writing. So every month is a new thing based on the book series that he has written, and every third month, every First, fourth, etc. You get one of the books as well. So it's book, box, box, book, box, box. So yes, it is the year of Sanderson. So you may joke about this, but subscription boxes of yourself can be a thing. <laughs> People are dying for my collector's edition. I yes. Think. Yes. You got to yes. go scrounge out all your old keychains now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Marks are getting those Timbit coupons looks, expire yep, to look, compare coupons look out for mark's box Come, oh, that no. sounds wrong look out for <laughs> mark bo- mark package no uh geez the um car nerdy collector box something i'm gonna yeah. stop talking now we'll we'll, mark, we'll, we'll, we'll think this we'll think this out mark's yeah. <laughs> jesus mark's the beard box yeah. This is escalating quickly. It is. It is. So, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is the perfect time to transition out of the show because <laughs> you can't take any more of this. I know we can, but obviously we don't hurt our guests. <sighs> so Carly, tell people where they can find you around the web. Uh, you can find my YouTube as uh, scarletstreams.com. You can find me on Twitter, scarlet underscore stream, because Twitter's stupid and doesn't let me reclaim an old t- handle. Um you can also just find me on, I don't know, just pretty much anywhere. Go to my Twitter and you'll find my link that tells you where everything else is. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you for joining us after a year. We are going to hear more of you, uh, more from you in the yes. year of 2023 with Secret Friends Unite. So we cannot wait. So with that, Mark, how can people find you? 
You can find me everywhere at the underscore Canardian. That's like Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, or t- TikTok, wherever you want to find me. That's that's uh, where I'm at. And hanging out in the Secret Friends Unite Discord. Perfect. Uh, at T Oxtra. I'm currently uh, seven and three in my fantasy football league. So uh, that may change the next time I record. But you know what? At this point, I'm having a blast on Twitter with all our friends, having a good time, um, enjoying uh, podcasting with awesome people. If you want to be on a Secret Friends Unite podcast, reach out to me, Mark, whoever may be, and we want to have you on. I I, I just podcast with Josiah, uh, you know, Martinez mostly, as you know him. And we had a great discussion about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So please listen to that. And uh, just check out Secret Friends Unite at Secret Friends U and SecretFriendsUnite.com. There we go. We had a journey. We covered all the things in the world of nerd and video games. I hope you all stayed along for the ride. We had a good time. Carly, Mark, thank you again. And as always, it's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit SecretFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.